Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm... William Shatner. Actually, R. Neville Johnston. So thanks I'm, for the idea. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our show is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about believing in yourself. Yes. We believe in everything. We believe in governments, religions, spirit guides, but what about believing in yourself? But yeah. before we get to that, we will. We'll do the Mayan. Today in Mayan is? Seven Ben, and Ben is a day uh, of uniting the pillars of heaven and earth. And being a tone seven, it's about finding a perfection, a level of perfection yeah. in doing that. Mary and I are both in the Ben tribe. And um, what do it's we say about Ben? It's, um, well, we're, we're doing, this show is, and not that other things aren't defined that way, but we are bringing the supernal information onto the earth plane. Well, that is true. Our show is very much different than anything else out there, or at least um, it's very unusual. The standard fare of reality shows where people are stabbing each other in the back and hurting each other. This is a lot different. Yes. I, I, it astounded me one time somebody had called in and said that the show is crazy or wacky. Um, yeah. And it's like, well, what else is out there? It's all fear, propaganda, yeah, all kinds of things like that. Yeah, which is normal and what, not scary? Yeah. I've always said, uh, in fact, somebody identified themselves as a skeptic. Thank you for your tutelage on that. And I said, oh, thank God, I don't have to convince you. Prior to that, I was going to take a shot at proving some axiom or other that I happened to have espoused, which was beyond their belief system. Well, that so then I got to say, yeah, this, when I first thought, you know, this was over my head when I first heard about it, which isn't actually true, but I believe I said that last week. Tell the other person, yeah, this was over my head when I first heard of it, and then leave, because it'll take about four or five seconds for them to connect the dots and realize they've just been called stupid. <coughs> I love that, <coughs> in a kind and loving way, <coughs> subtly. Well, it is important, that whole idea of a skeptic. We think that we have to convince everybody, of what, um, <coughs> convince them to see what we're saying and how we feel. And how much of our time do we spend attempting to get our boss to see us, really, and our boss doesn't care. The boss is just walking by, getting going through his or her day and not really thinking about anybody else. Mm -hmm. But yet, all the employees, when the boss walks by, starts straightening up and getting to work so that the boss thinks that they're better and uh, a better employee. We spend yeah. so much time attempting well, to get that idea of convincing somebody that we have a validity. And yeah. you can't. One of the things I know that if I have to convince somebody, a skeptic, is that it's not for me to be talking to them. I remember one time opening with, I know you have to do something to validate yourself. <laughs> and this was to a security guard, which wasn't necessarily the widest, wildest opening. But then I said I was kidding. Uh, but by then it was way too late. So the other human being, yes. Now, <clears throat> we don't have to do anything. It's not just convince skeptics. We don't actually have to do anything, not a thing. We don't have to do anything. That was my, that's my whole point. Because yes. if, it's, if you're not on the same wavelength and you've done what you are, feel compelled to do, saying those words, 
arguing just does not serve because yes. the more you argue with a skeptic, the more skeptical they become because their skepticism mm -hmm. becomes a power point for them. It becomes a yeah. control mechanism. And, and so you can never convince them because then they'll have to give up their power. And then therefore for you, it becomes a controlling mm -hmm. point for you because you are giving away your power to the mm -hmm. idea that they cannot believe what's right in front of their nose, yeah. even though it may or may not be right in front of their nose. Well, so I just well, we are trained, just more on the skeptic, we are trained to look for the negative and we, we are taught that that makes us sane and rational to be skeptical, mm -hmm. but there is a point at which that holds us back. Now I wanted to add to the idea that we don't have to do anything and that sets us perfectly free. Now it seems as though if um, yeah, and Deepak Chopra, I think, was uh, coming up with this, that if you put a bunch of fruit flies in a jar and you close the jar uh, and you leave them there for a while, they won't leave the area, you know, they have banged their little head on the lid, but they won't leave because... Precognitive commitments. Yes, okay, precognitive commitment. And that's what happens when you say to a person, you don't have to do anything. Their precognitive commitment mandates that they have to do something but it's not actually true. It's, and we're offering freedom here. Yes, by all means, change the channel. But still, well, whatever you want. It doesn't make any difference. We're perfectly free. We're unbelievably free. We are exponentially free. But we don't know, acknowledge, look at, have any strength from. And the other thing that we don't have to do is think, I think. No, wait. We, you know, the monkey chatter that goes through our mind? We don't have to have that go through our mind because it is always based on I can't handle it if, which is subsorted as fear, doubt, worry, or guilt, which takes up what percent of your life? If you do the pie graph of today, what percent of the pie graph of today was spent in fear, doubt, worry, or guilt? Or to shorten it into five words from four, I can't handle it if. So what we're talking about is the belief in yourself that would allow you to uh, just know that everything is taken care of, that you're going to have everything that you desire. All you have to do is desire it. That's not, not to need it. That will send it away from you, but to just well. download it. <coughs> <coughs> Go ahead. Uh, do it. <coughs> 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 Dueling banjos. Uh, uh. Okay. I'm sure the people with headphones on really love that. But, well, well the skepticism then. that I'm talking about, yes. um, about convincing someone else, we spend so much of our time convincing the skeptical part of our mind in our value. We don't believe in ourselves. As a matter of fact, we will hop on some negative idea about ourselves. And you know, when I say negative, I just mean yeah, that yeah. as a, a way to explain it. We'll jump on that idea that we're not valid, that we can't believe in ourselves, we can't trust on ourselves, because we're taught that that kind of thinking is the reality. Anything else are pipe dreams and wishful thinking and that, or fantasy. And the thing is, is if that is true, then the, the positive things are true. If one is true, both have to be true. If one is false, both have to be false. So with that being said, it's time that we stop jumping to negative conclusions about ourselves, And we, we grasp everything that's ever been mirrored back to <clears throat> us as being something negative about ourselves. 
<clears throat> and then we um, judge ourselves. Then we seek other people to mirror back uh, belief in us. And I think that's why often older people will marry younger partners, either older men marrying younger women or vice versa, is because the innocent um, hasn't become jaded to our, our defeats, so to speak, in life. And so it's somebody that can believe in me and look up to me. And children. And, and it's all fake. It's all fake because it's yeah. not our own belief. We're just well, counterfeiting we're, our own belief via yeah, someone else's. Yeah, we are going to have to believe in ourselves to get the advanced civilization. And it, it really is. If everything was taken away, if the advanced civilization in its birth droves just does away with money, in the, in the rushes, when the greed overtook and the people of power took all of the cash out of the system, nothing happened. Nobody had any money. So spontaneous honor barter system evoked directly because of it. This is the thing. We're, we're essentially talking about in order to believe in yourself, you really will no longer invest in the idea of need and then after that, there's no such thing as greed. We've made this point so many times. If you know someone who's needy, they are greedy for your attention. And the fact that attention is the easiest sale there is on this planet. And That's a good all, point of, there. all of skepticism mm -hmm. is based on the attention of the person convincing the skeptic. So not believing is regarded as a powerful stance to take. But I don't believe it because... <laughs> It's just ridiculous, this idea of the amount of uh, investment there is in... So I'm the only one that can convince me, and I do know that. And it's very easy to convince me because I live in a completely different dimension, or so people have assumed. And I don't really care because I live in a happy place. Happy. Uh. <laughs> because, well, what am I worried about? What, what, there was a movie starring Eddie Murphy where he said, hi, he was, he was wearing white robes and walking along some road in California. And someone stopped to pick him up. That was the beginning of the movie. And he says, well, hi, what's your name? He goes, well, my name's G. And the guy goes, what's G short for? He goes, well, it really doesn't make any difference because the number of times I, I would say my name and explain it, and by the time I was uh, ready to pass, I would have spent a good solid year speaking my name and, you know, so just G, it's that simple, okay. So he proceeds yeah, to... Yeah, that didn't take much time to explain that. Yeah, see, but I only have to do that once. Just call me in. To each person you meet. No, we just did it to 100 okay. million people. Yeah. Okay, G, go ahead. In, in. No. But you said that G, was Eddie didn't you Murphy. hear him say G? Eddie oh. Murphy was okay. G. And he proceeded to just see how much he could mess with people. That was basically his, but he didn't have a cent. And he just lived in the finest homes in California, one right after another, because he would just be so interesting that other people would want him to come into their home. So he just went from place to place to place without a cent. But just somebody really had to have had a cent for him to go into those homes. Skeptic! <laughs> Quit trying to it's convince me. It's not my me. job to convince. Yes. No, no, I don't want you to convince me. Well, good. Then all of this is still fun. Yes, yes. here we go. Yes would be fun either way. So believing in yourself, what is believing in yourself? That's a very interesting thing. It is. And it's not doubting. Go ahead. Well, I think it's also 
believing in your capacity to to create your life believing in your own validity and it's not believing that you're always going to succeed at everything you do it's believing in your right to be period mm -hmm. without having to do all that that yeah. you are just as valuable sitting on a log in the forest staring at a tree as you are in a lab curing cancer yeah that's believing in your value your worth uh, there I don't know if you ever saw um, what what was that hair the musical hair give me a head with hair but there yeah, long beautiful hair well there was this one song in it where I can't remember the exact words but it was something to the effect I believe in God and I believe that God believes in Claude that's me and it was this guy going off saying you know I believe that the universe believes in me and I believe in the universe and I believe that it believes in me and I found that very powerful for me the first time I heard that because prior to that it's as if everything or much of what we're taught what we read in the news and what we experience with other people's harsh judgments is that the world is not a loving place it doesn't believe in us that we have to get out there and prove ourselves to the world just like we have to prove ourselves to God that we're good beings by that we're automatically sinners and we just have to do all these good works to prove it and when I heard those words it was very very significant to me it hit home it was like this is a a circular thing that I am part of everything out there and I'm not over here trying to get in some door yeah God is skeptical now this so therefore we're yeah I'm agreeing with you perfectly by saying that and then we have to convince God and that's the setup that keeps us from believing well, exactly the point. yeah, yeah that, that, that that's ex exactly what we're trying to prove all the time and then at what happens is the byproduct the runoff from all that says that we can't be believed in that not even the universe not even the God quote-unquote believes in us and that we have to be doing something in order to get there and it's a place we can never arrive at we will go on that treadmill over and over and over but we never quite reach our goal yeah now that is a racket there we go I don't mean tennis okay so I woke up with these words in my head and wrote them down now normally I wouldn't say anything like that and normally God in the sense of God is the way everyone has God I do believe in God I also believe that when God said mm, free will basically God went on God vacation and whatever and that's got to be a nice place I mean think about it okay so God being not around leaving us to run our lives meaning free will meaning anything you decide everything in your life that happened was because of a decision you made and that is the way that works so I woke up with and you know coming out of dream into 3d and I knew I had to write this down or it would vanish so I came up with or as I was waking and it was repeated to me three times as I was waking so I wrote it down uh, and it's uh, you create the memory that God has about this world and your life so you create the memory that God has about this world and your life and I think you've got it now the next sentence is all you have to do is remember your success and it happens now we had a teacher a long time ago that was uh, put down this 45-minute um, uh, track along the idea of you pull the future 
into the present, which I could intellectualize at the time, <clears throat> but that is that teaching coming through this other channel into my head well, first thing in the morning. Also, essentially what that's saying is the completed act, like me picking up this amethyst, mm -hmm. I had to visualize it. I had to have already decided it, and then, then it happens. So I already reached my goal by getting there, by visualizing it, and then my hand follows suit. So that's yeah, how the yeah. grappling so hook into the future works. Remember it, and there it is. Well, we have yeah. a call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Evan calling. Pardon? Evan? Evan? Yeah. Hey, Evan. Evan. Hey. How are we doing? Okay. I, I had a question uh, about validation. Okay. Okay. And my question is, I, I tend not to look for validation other than within myself. And I don't know if you could elaborate on what you think about validation. So, um, Could I you just yeah, repeat, repeat that repeat first that. part? Yeah, it's just, it's uh, about validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I don't seek it from other people. I seek it from within myself. Oh, All yeah. Right. And I was just wondering if you could uh, maybe elaborate a little bit on sure. validation. And sure. And I'll just take it off the air. Thank you. Okay. Thank you yeah. so much. Well, there is actually only self-validation. We've been so set up that we have to wait to hear if someone agreed to be our friend on email before we can feel good about ourselves. If we don't, you know, if we request friend and they don't answer, we go, oh, gee, something the matter with me. I must be genetically inferior. Then it turns out that they were on vacation when you sent the request. And, you know, so validation, you, one validates oneself. That's, it's simply there. You, you started with the premise. That's what it's about. We did last week's show is on internal versus external validation. And the proof is that it's only internal. The Wrights, how many people told the Wrights brothers that you're going to fly something heavier than air tomorrow morning if you buy me a drink? Yeah. OK. In other words, the bar they were hanging out in just before the event of flight. OK. Yeah. We'll, we'll so. do jokes after the duck. Post-duck <laughs> we'll joke. We'll explain jokes after the duck, OK? Yeah, it works that way. It's a great joke. Just um, here we go. All right. So well, I feel, I feel one of the, the reasons we're here, one of the things that we're playing with and experimenting on this dimensional plane with its own physical and metaphysical laws is learning to love ourselves. I remember mm -hmm. seeing years ago, this was a vision that I had of how the universe works. Um, I was sitting at my desk on hold, and I was just drawing a circle with my pen, and I was curious as to why that isn't the infinity sign, why it's the other. And as I was thinking that, I was shown that God, the universe, when I say God, I, I really do mean that very loosely. It's instead of just yeah, saying God, God is all that is, Buddha, blah, 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 blah. Whatever this cosmic conscious awareness that we are all uh, stemming from or part of, whatever that universal thing is. And I saw the infinity sign as being the circle that's just twisted and then it started going and crossing itself. And that's the moment that God, this one energy, said, I don't know what I look like. I don't know who I am, because I can only see me through my own eyes. And when the stream or the energy was crossed, then it became aware of itself. And that's what I feel we are. We are like little mirrors in a dressing room, giving the whole a view of its entire self. And so if we're going to reflect back views of other people in order to fit in and become valid in other people's eyes, it's when we turn in that term paper at the end of our incarnation, it's going to say, well, that's what your friend John did. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and go back 
and what is it from your own unique perspective. Now that's why we have to believe in our unique perspective and let it be okay. We've all seen people that may not be beautiful by earthly standards or meet up to these expectations in some way, but they believe in themselves. And they are beautiful, they are attractive, they are incredible. And as you've said, that is the secret of charisma, totally, is yeah. to love yourself unconditionally. Yeah, totally. So we have to believe in ourselves as much as we believe in anything else, that we're not this unreal thing. Yes, Elvis did it well, believing in Elvis. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Um, hello, I'm Rosa. Hi, Rosa. Rosa. How are you doing? Good. Well, welcome back. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my husband died in Vietnam in 69. I was a teenage bride, and he was young, 22. And, you know, he died in action, and um, he died in 69, the same year we got married in. I never was able to say goodbye or how much I love him, and uh, I never uh, had foreclosure or was able to find peace with his death. And sometimes I feel like he's around me or other spirits. How do you how do you come to find a peace of mind with that if you never had foreclosure with the person that was living and he was killed in action? He was a medic. Well, you know that is a really good question, and because a lot of the things in our life. As we grow older, I, I was watching somebody walk, this older couple walk across a parking lot the uh -huh. other day, yeah. and they just look so beaten down, like frowns on their face and everything. Mm -hmm. And I realized that as time goes by, all those unresolved things like you're talking about mm -hmm. become like a weight, and it weighs us down physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And now, in the case of what you're talking about, you I think know, it's... This was in the year 1969. Yeah, and that's been a long time. And I think yeah. it's very powerful that you're even aware of it, that it didn't just diminish you without your awareness. One first thing that I would say in regards to that is just to acknowledge or open up the mind to include the concept that he did not die, that he is still around, and mm -hmm. that that was somehow in his divine timing and divine per perfection and that everything that you were to have said to him and vice versa was said, mm -hmm. or he would not have been able to go. And so that may help you to let go, that everything that you were to say to him was said, and it was all divinely perfect. And on top of that, he can still hear you. So talk out loud, write a letter to him. Mm -hmm. Do something like that, make that so that the physical, emotional body can make that goodbye. And you'll find that you'll feel a lot lighter afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And just to put another touch on the spin there, uh, so I've been looking at past lives for a very, very long time, so I was married. And um, a human being, when we fall in love with another human being, we right. agree to a phenomenal contract that goes through mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of lifetimes. Wow. Yeah. Well, it does. Okay. And this was the agreement in this lifetime. Okay, there will be another lifetime with that other soul where you see your great-great-grandchildren come into the world, mm -hmm. okay? okay? There'll be another one where you just make eye contact once in the whole lifetime. And you might think about that person for the rest of your life, that one moment, but so the souls agree to all possible. You, you agree for him to be your brother. You agree for him to be your sister. You agree for him to be your son. You agree for him to be your father. When you fall in love with someone, you write a contract that just goes through 
an incredible length of time, and each and every one of them represents a particular remembrance, the word lesson. Okay, so the lesson perhaps in this lifetime is, as Mary said, um, to uh, emotionally clear your decks so that other experiences can come. Well, I've seen him on a couple of dreams where he was smiled yeah. at me, but that's all it is. Oh, no, that's and, not all at all. He's saying he's, um, John Edward was always saying, I see pink roses, and that's the symbol from the other side, mm -hmm. that they're happy and they're okay mm -hmm. and they are um, just beautiful over there. Mm -hmm. John Edwards uh, translated so many people for so many people that it just became a symbol language for him. And well, that's, that's actually, that's actually um, true because even in the dreams mm -hmm. that I teach, I teach quite an intense uh, um, course in dreams. Mm -hmm. And we do have our own symbols and it comes up. Yeah. And everything that happens in a dream is not inconsequential any more than anything that happens in life is inconsequential. Everything in a story, in a good novel, every scene in it will further the plot. So if you, they start talking to that farmer, well then that farmer is going to be uh, significant later in the mm -hmm. dream or in the story. Well likewise with our dreams, likewise with our life. And so there was nothing insignificant or done halfway, including him dying. And that maybe his dying in that way is what led you to be open to even seeing him in your dreams and watching this show today. Yeah. So everything serves a purpose. But thank you so much, Rosa. Yeah, Rosa what a great question. We, we love to hear from you. We love yeah, to hear from great all question. of our viewers. And that's really helpful to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's not just... Not just yeah, uh, anybody that asks a question, hundreds of thousands of people um, receive uh, tutelage from it. Yeah. That is the way that works. But, but a lot of things, I mean, death, death of people close to us and, mm -hmm. and also just people leaving for assortments of different reasons. It can leave like these files open. Yeah. And it's like little bits of our spirit are stuck in those yeah. moments. And we don't really feel whole and complete until we pull those back. And we can do it by a mere thought. Yes. That's what the whole metaphor of Christ coming mm -hmm. and that wheel, getting off the wheel of karma is just to declare all things forgiven and all things complete. Yeah. And so right now, just and say, uh, I call my spirit back. Absolutely. And the principle of yin-yang, Rosa, when you get together with this being again, it'll be for mm -hmm. a long mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on. Yeah. And in the meantime, the experiences you have in this lifetime. Uh, Mary, you years ago channeled that there's um, observation, participation. And Observers, participants, and, and, and orchestrators. Orchestrators, yes. Okay, so... A television has allowed this particular world. You can have one trillion observation experiences watching TV. So those people who say, well, you know, I watched every cop show there was for uh, 20 years. You, that was very good because you processed, you observed. By the way, every time the plot was very similar. Uh, good guy hurt by bad guy. Good guy gets justice. Uh, okay. Um, that was uh, the observational method of experiencing things. And because of television, you can compress a thousand, thousand, you know, in your entire lifetime, it's unlikely you would ever cross any of those particular paths that um, crime scene SUV or whatever it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, I'm just saying the service this does well, provide, so don't I, feel badly about what you're doing. Yeah, I, I, um, I do watch remember um, experiencing, uh, I was riding in the car before I learned how to drive a stick shift. Mm -hmm. And I just remember my eyes always watching and feeling. And then when I got in the car to do it, it's like my body already knew. Mm -hmm. So we do learn by experience. When mm -hmm. my sister, my, one time I, I uh, heard my mother and father talking, saying, oh, my sister, something about my sister. She'll just have to learn the hard way or learn from her mistakes we've told her. And I thought, well, you don't have to learn by experiencing it yourself. I'm going to live many lifetimes in this lifetime. I'm going to experience yeah. many things by uh, watching mm -hmm. and observing other people mm -hmm. and seeing what happens when they do it. Why, why would I recreate that? Yeah. yeah, we can learn from each other for sure. Yeah. So the belief in self comes with a larger amount of self-esteem. It's easier to believe in yourself if you have uh, models of it. And mainly, there are just huge number of models of not believing in yourself, not to bring anyone down. Get back up there. Uh, you know, so to believe in yourself is based on, it, and pardon me, it doesn't have to be based on a track record. It can be arbitrary. It can be from this moment to this moment where you just choice, go, really. I'm the deal. Yeah. But it's not, but yeah, that's true. I agree yes. with that. But also believing in yourself really isn't the, okay, I'm a good person. Now I'm going to believe in myself because that's still holding you up for ransom. Right. It's, I believe in myself. I believe that I'm here, that I have a purpose to be here, that I am wanted, even if it doesn't look that way, and that I, I have paths to walk, and, and it's believing in that, not that I'm an inconvenience or somehow I'm unwanted or I don't have as much right to be here as someone else, or even that I have a more right to be here than somebody else. Yeah. It's just a neutral feeling of knowing and not mm -hmm. based on any criteria of goodness or badness. Yeah, and you can just download this stuff right into your heart right now, just inhale, and there you are. It really is that simple. And we are taught continuously. We've said so many times in so many different ways, uh, this is technically a slave planet because our sense of worth is something kept outside of us. If we brought up a generation with each one, each child being very carefully taught that their worth was simply a given that was inherent within them, uh, that each child is taught right from the beginning that their quintessential note in the colossal composition in the, the um, musical symphony, of the, symphony of, the human, yeah, of the human race, the symphony. And you yourself have many times said about seeing a new baby and... Well, yeah, I, 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 many of you probably have heard me tell this story, but when... <coughs> My kids were young. I worked two jobs taking care of them. And one night, I was working in a restaurant. And one of the employees that was there, they were living out of their car. And she was pregnant and just had a baby. And so I, I would give him a ride home on my way to pick up my kids. And one night I did. I bought them some milk, even though I didn't really have a lot. But mm -hmm. I had more than they. And I went up there and to drop off the milk. And these people across the hall said, OK, I'm out of here. Can you watch this little boy um, 
for me and I didn't really have a choice he left and I wasn't going to leave that child there and I was starting to get really antsy because I had to pick up my own children and everything and the child had no shoes and the apartment was very very cold and I was trying to get him dressed warmer and he just wouldn't come near me you could tell he, that he hadn't been loved a whole lot and finally I talked him into getting in my lap and I made him a bottle with the milk that I had brought and he gradually started relaxing and I was just looking at him and saying you're wonderful you're such a beautiful child I love you and then I said welcome to the world I'm so glad you're here and he just melted in my arms and so mm -hmm. I told him that um, how valuable he was and that he That's didn't it. have to do or be anything to be valuable. That's the point. And I was told at that time that just knowing that when we're young like that, just hearing those words, no matter how old we are, mm -hmm. it shifts, it rewrites your timeline. There you go. And then you always find that core self to anchor into. Mm -hmm. And I have taken people in the meanwhile on meditations where we welcome ourselves to the world. So mm -hmm. I would say to everybody out there, welcome to the world, and I'm so glad you're here. And really yeah. let that sink in. We are all so glad you're here. Exactly. I know it may sound corny to some of you, but if it sounds oh, it corny, that matter. means you could use it the most. So really hear this yeah. because yeah. it's okay to be loved mm -hmm. and to be lovable. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So the belief in yourself. Yeah. Is, I is, say it to every baby, every, every child. It's an enormous authority, the belief in yourself. We've said a hundred thousand times, there's one and only one authority figure on this planet. Who is it? Okay. And of course, you know who that is. Yes, you do. Come on. Yeah, you are your own authority figure. You are the one that tells you what to do. It looks like other people tell you what to do, but the truth of the matter is, when they tell you what to do, you tell you to do it. And we could, in a single moment, just short circuit this entire estranged power archy is that the word um, that's that's keeping us where we are if we all just stopped cooperating with people that tell us to do things that we know are not correct to do if all of the soldiers just said nah not so much what are you going to do shoot me shoot me I'll reincarnate as your father okay <laughs> Okay, we have enormous power. We do, we have an unparalleled amount of power. A human being is indeed a god. You choose everything that happens in your life. And to believe in yourself is not only to know that, it is to act like that. And if something happens that was unexpected or seen detrimental, that becomes evolution. When you can say, this is on my side, I don't know why, but I do know that this is in my favor. I don't care what it is. It's in my favor. Well, that's a, that's a big part of believing in yourself. Yes. It's not so much about, I believe in me to be able to accomplish this and succeed at this. I believe that I'm smart. I believe that I'm a good person. It's not that. It's that you inherently know that there is a purpose. Some, some And I don't want to sound biblical and, and religious because everybody knows that I'm not like that because I find that that's limiting, although I did go through that room in my history, yeah, but yeah. that we all have purpose. We all are furthering the plot of the divine oneness somehow. And it's not, oh, we're all perfect. We all have some talent that we can. No, it's not even from that perspective. It's that we sh would be well served to not even engage in the 
intellectual debate whether we have a purpose or that we have some kind of talent or that we should or should not be here. Right Just get past that and say, what is it? What is the plot of my life telling me about the plot of every life? Yeah. And what are the experiences that are coming to me, revealing to me about myself? Because ultimately, it's about me loving my unique perspective of the whole. And once I love me 100% and everybody else loves themselves 100%, we're going to be right back into one again. And that's the way we do it. We love ourselves. We don't go out and do a ministry and love other people. That's going to come after we love ourselves. That's the true way of doing it. Once you love yourself, it is a different planet. It really, truly is. It's the planet of love. Yeah. The love planet. That's belief in yourself is love of yourself. Mm -hmm. And anything else isn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That works very well that way, we might add. But this idea of um, changing who we are from the person that believes only in external validation to the person that believes totally in their ability to validate themselves. And I'll say, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. And if that's a somehow, pardon the word, problem for someone else, okay. And so have have your drama, see if I'm interested, because I'm not. You know, it, it's the same thing. The Wrights Brothers are such a clear example. I'm sure that, that the guy who filmed them, the only reason we have the film was because the body of the man cranked. He was in total shock that it worked. The man who shot the film of the Wrights Brothers could not believe his eyes, literally. But his body turned the crank on the camera because they didn't have batteries yet. Not double A's, anyhow. But, uh, yeah, double A's, two arms, yeah, double arms. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only reason we have the film, and that's a very... Um, they were single A's back then. A? No, that was in Canada, I think. Okay. But this idea of um, you knowing who it is you are and what it is you came here to do and all the rest of this stuff, you already know this. It's not possible to be on the wrong path. It has never been done. It never will be done. Just, just throw that away. I don't know how many times... People have come to us and said, am I on the right path? Yeah, and we ha- always say, no, go away. No. Well, that had come through in automatic writing, and I remember it so clearly, because so yeah. many people had asked, and, and I, it was one of the more powerful energies that had ever gone through me as I typed, yeah. saying, you cannot be on the wrong path, so mm-hmm. just get over it. Yeah. Just quit even thinking about that. Do I have purpose? Am I supposed to be here? Am I lovable? Just those questions I know are valuable. They lead us to the conclusion that those questions are not important. We ask them so many times we get bored with it. Okay, have I proven that I'm worthy today of my own love? No, no, not today. Okay, well then I'm just going to be tired and I won't enjoy it when I go to the movies tonight. I'll fall asleep. Okay, today I've proven that I'm valuable. I'll let myself be happy. I mean, that is just such a, I'm not going to use waste of time because that takes us there to the place no where we recognize that there's so much more. Yeah. And, and we've asked in years past, what would you be doing with your brain if it wasn't a fear generator? Do you remember those old early shows we I did back in 2000? I do remember that. Yeah, what do I do with my brain now that it's no longer a fear generator? Mm-hmm. We did a whole show on that one. Yeah, yeah. Many times. And watch for words with O-R in them, like terror words that have O-R, world, word. O-R 
creates the illusion of the split, either or. And it's illusion, it's not the deal. They're, they're always a false lead. Words with O-R in them are always things that lead you away from who it is you are and what it is you came to do here. It's called the War of the Oars, mm -hmm. and not to be confused with the War of the Roses, which was the um, film with Kirk Douglas Jr. in it. But still, that Kirk was Douglas shot. Jr. Yeah, you remember him. It was shot in D.C. about two blocks from where I used to live. I used to go you over really there. You really do just create your reality. Yes, Give I do. Give people their own names. I don't care about any of it. This is called Purple Horse Rock. now. Yes, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But this idea of us being in command of our own life, us being in command of our own, there we go. Mm -hmm. Us being in command of our own life is the truth of it. Anything else is doubt, which is. Oh, I had written something about doubt, doubt. earlier oh, that good. I just I wanted to say. Um, well, oh, e it's real easy to doubt because it blocks believing. Yeah. And believing can be dangerous because it's a commitment that we feel trapped within. Oh my God. So we have doubt as our wall to hold us back. So we doubt that such and such is right so we don't commit to that. And it's a way to keep yeah. us from feeling trapped. When you know it's that you're never trapped and you're always in the right place, it's easier to let go of the doubt. It's it remarkable how valuable doubt is to human beings. It is. And it's the um, For fodder of a skeptic. That's not father. Thank you. F-O-D-D-E-R. Yeah, it is the method by which the skeptic takes your life force from you. I'm telling this person today said I'm a skeptic, and I said, thank God I'm, I'm out of here now. Think I well, don't have I'm to convince that, you of yeah. a thing. Yeah, that is the way that works. And it's much more profound. Um, to watch for yourself not believing in things. And once you cannot believe in it, then you are alleged to be free of it, but it's not the truth at all. It, once you don't believe it, you're caught by it. And that's the way, that's the way it is. Here tonight on Telepathic TV. And mm -hmm. Rumors are spreading that rumors are spreading. And that is the method by which um, Well, I'm gonna start a rumor that rumors aren't real and that rumors are boring. I thought there were people that rented rooms from other people. And that cool people. people aren't listening to rumors or creating rumors. Creating our own life, yes. Okay. It has an or in it. So, what word? Rumor. Oh, it does, yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the split right there. 19 times 14. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't yeah, it has it an splits. or. Yeah, it splits. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. The sacred and holy duck. There we go. I want to make a few announcements. I can't but I Okay, I got transformation. So you take something and transform it into something else. And that's what we can do at any moment in our brain. Just reframing how we look at something will change it by a massive amount. Celebration. So, spare no expense. Celebrate. This is your life. Act like it. Be here. Participate. <coughs> Have celebration in your cerebellum. Yeah, cerebellum brain. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. Cerebellum braid. I like that. Well, I, do, I would like to just Please. make a couple little announcements. Mm -hmm. We are contemplating doing a serpent mound adventure for 11-11-11. Let me know if you're interested. Uh, I have a tarot class on inner development happening this Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we have the bowl Saturday night, and mm -hmm. I'm doing EFT uh, in the middle of uh, November. I'm not sure exactly of the date. Yeah. Also, we are contemplating doing a big crystal workshop and inviting a crystal vendor in town who has just absolutely wonderful crystals, mm -hmm. beautiful master crystals and lots of fun things. But it would involve getting a commitment to people that they would come on out just to make sure it's worth his while to travel all the way out here. So if you're interested in that, please contact me at telepathictv at yahoo.com. And um, or any of the we have not been streaming live these last two weeks. We are live Thursday night. You can, well, we are, we are streaming. Now. Oh, we are now. Hey. Okay. And so um, perhaps we've gotten that issue taken care of, which I'm very happy to hear. Yeah. So please tune in. You can watch us Thursday nights. We re-air Saturday nights at 10 p.m. and mm -hmm. Friday mornings at 7.30 a.m. So if you're watching it during those times, you're not watching the live show. Yeah. So that's why nobody's but, picking um, up the phone. Yeah. We have a call. And you can call the house number, which is on the screen momentarily. Hi, caller. What's your name, the please? alternate number. My name is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. All right. Hi. What can we do for you? Um, I would like to have Mary pull a card for me. Okay. Okay. Be most happy and to. What shall I do next? Okay. Well, we'll just see what we get here. The first card is talking about um, what, what I'm seeing in that is attempting to project and be what everyone wants you to be, saying the right things so that you'll fit in and all that. And most of us live much of our life doing that and that you're getting tired of that and you're breaking free out of that. And sometimes we don't really know, and it's funny, I was gonna say this before I even saw the card, we don't really know what to do after that. We break out of those dramas at work, dramas with people, those things that go on, and we say, okay, I'm gonna get out of these boxes of limitation, but then what comes after that? And what the no-thingness is telling you is the void from which all things spring forth is just waiting for your decision. So it's not a matter of deferring to the universe and what's right for you. It's saying, what do I really choose? And you're going to be amazed at how quickly it shows up in your life. So thank you for calling. Yeah, absolutely. And I would ask our caller, what is it you would love to do? And if there's no data available for what it is you would love to do, uh, what do you do for free in life? What do you do because you love to do it? And then to um, consider following that as the path. That's good. Because this, you know, the corporate state thrives totally on external validation. It is built by and for, and every building block in it of is course. external validation. That's how they can control everybody. Yeah, so but if you self-validate, you don't have a place there. I agree. Nor are you interested in it. So mm -hmm. that explains me to me pretty well. Oh, good. Me to me often have these conversations. And we have our next caller, is this correct? We do, yes, okay. Uh, hi, caller, what's your name, please? Uh, my name is Michael. Hi, Michael. Michael, hey, what can we do for you? Um, I would like a reading on my music career. Okay. okay. That sounds good. 
All right. The first card we get, the miser. What I feel with that is maybe there was some shyness or, or even if it didn't come in the form of shyness, that it, it was hard for you to really lay it all out there, put it all out there because you didn't know what people were going to think. And I, I think we all go through that where we're unsure of ourselves. And one of the messages of that card is saying, let down some of these defenses or these walls of protection so that you can get to some really good, profound um, source things within you. The schizophrenia card talks about two things that are pulling your attention. And one thing about that is if we're stuck between two things, that means we're not making a decision. So you may have two threads or two paths that you're thinking about going on. And it seems like you're not moving as quickly down uh, the one you wish to go down because you haven't really made a decision because you're afraid you will judge your decision later. And that is something that stops us from moving. And we get stuck in the V, as I call it. You start going there, nope, that's not right. Then you go, oh, that's not right. And it's just bouncing back and forth. So let go of one of the decisions and it will reemerge on your path that you are on. The experiencing, it even looks like she's playing an instrument to me, like a guitar or a keyboard. So I think that's kind of funny. She's not. She's looking at a leaf. But it's really about experiencing and don't lose sight of why you're in, that, in, in music to begin with. Sometimes we get sidetracked and we step into roles that aren't really the role that, that brought us to the thing to begin with. Okay. Well, Exciting. thank you, Michael. Yeah, yeah. And do we have another call? I did. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? It's me again. It's Rosa. Hi, hey, Rosa. Rosa. Welcome back. Thank we you. missed you. Um, the judge called me. A judge called me yesterday. Told me that he was calling me to make a decision on my um, retirement. That he, uh, and I would like a reading on that. Okay. Let's see what's good for you to know about that. Yeah. Because I I feel that we always have power to create, so I'd rather know what's coming up so that I can create something new. Mm -hmm. The patience card is a very good sign because that is saying patient, be patient, not wait. Wait implies you're not sure if it's coming. Patience says you know that it is. She's pregnant. She's getting ready to give birth. And so just be patient as it comes. The understanding, taking the cage, the cage bars burn away as we understand more. This talks about getting more information about this. <clears throat> Maybe do some more research or ask questions, and that will help you to not be as worried. And the change, to me, says that things are going to change. So if you haven't been getting your, the money now, this will change into you getting the money. And so it looks pretty positive of everything. Yeah. And if it is not as the first thing, just look further into it and use that understanding card. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And we've always said, you know, everything that happens in your life is your decision. So technically, whatever this is, it's the decision of Rosa, yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, we got one so more. So that's to be a very important aspect of this. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name's Felicia. Felicia. I, I do enjoy your show, and Thank I would you. just like a general reading, if you could give me that, yeah. please. Oh, most definitely. Thanks mm -hmm. for calling. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, mm -hmm. the first card, the harmony. <clears throat> well, let's say enemy is where you're separate, and harmony is where you're together. And that's what this is talking about. Everything 
that gets us into one of those situations like with Michael's reading with the schizophrenia card about being split between two things. Harmony is about being at one with your head and your heart and knowing that it's really um, in your own best interest to always back what you do. This is kind of the card of the evening of believing in yourself. The harmony within you is going to manifest externally. This is a card of owning your own business or becoming a private contractor or something where you are separating yourself from being part of a machine and be becoming a cognizant orchestrator of the universe. Very powerful. I feel like you've been doing a lot of work. And I don't know if you do any yoga or anything like that, but I'm getting that sense around you. The guilt card is the fog. The guilt is just the fog that keeps you from seeing the true reality. And so there may be some guilt about things. And I'm not talking guilt like, oh, yes, I'm the one that shot Colonel Mustard with the revolver in the library. Not that kind of thing. But the guilt consciousness of, of not being good enough or the time that, it, well, if I get this job, then somebody else won't get it. It's just to rid yourself of that completely. But thank you. Yeah. And do we have time for another? OK, one more. One more. Hi, caller. What's your name? No. No. No, no more oh, callers? Sorry. That's OK. You're missing out. Okay, I'm going to pull a card for them anyway. Go ahead. Whoever was the last caller, we got the turtle, the slowing down. It's not about racing after what your goals are. It's about slowing down and allowing them to come to you. That's really what life is about. Okay. Some slow turtles there. Slow down. Yeah. You move too fast. That gives you something to do. And here are two amethysts that I've got recently. We yeah. got Neville and I were at the expo in uh, Columbus last weekend. We had such a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. Our good friends that we had dinner with. We always go to this Greek restaurant, and it's like a family reunion. And uh, Aludra and Ben helped us out at the booth, and it was just so wonderful to have. Yes. That. Uh, anyway, we've got these here. Mm -hmm. So remember, if you're interested in crystals, let us know. And we have quite a few crystals, and we'll be doing a crystal uh, full weekend crystal class. Yes. Before too long and as well. As, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, Excellent. let me see what else. Remember to believe in yourself. Yeah. And it's not a matter of believing in you that you've got that good in you and that you can get there if you try. No, it's believe that you are in existence and that by right of being in existence, you are. And there's nothing else you have to prove. And we're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays. Rubies. Yes, roll the R Rubies. Uh, in Fairfax Circle, and please come and join us if you're out and about. And that has to be on a Thursday night, and this has to have been a live show. If this is a mm -hmm. rerun and you show up, well, what can we say? Yes, and at How the beginning of every show, we usually show the mine, and it has the date. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching this and you see the date of the show, I know if you're listening October to the 13th. audience, then you know what day we are live. Yeah, okay. and this works very well. It was and our joy uh, and honor to take you to the door of you. Yeah, and we'd uh, love it if um, to share uh, the show. We've been here for so many years uh, showing people so many concepts. And um, we are doing this to get the world to be a more conscious place. And if you will email our link or you will tell other people about this, do this because we began this show with the idea that we're, we're coming into the advanced consciousness. That means the more people we can get into these concepts, the better off we are. So and we're an all-volunteer show, so yes. please help us out by spreading the word. It was our and joy. We're and the honor. beginning of the non-money paradigm right here, right now. 
This is free. You don't have to pay for yeah. it. We're not holding. We always double the salary of the crew yeah. and, and ourselves. Now you have ten times zero. Yes. See, I'm going to double your salaries today. This okay. is good. And say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Thank you.